0: Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as Self Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living, right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My guest all the way from Australia sharing her beautiful wisdom is Faye Waterman, and she is the conversation curator. She has two shows, a radio show and a podcast, where she actually unlocks the hidden magic and brilliance within business owners through the art of conversation. And with her exceptional listening skills and empathic nature, Faye creates a safe, nurturing space for entrepreneurs to express their dreams, fears, and aspirations. During their interactions, Faye skillfully asks them provoking questions, helping business owners identify their unique superpowers and untapped potential. She encourages them to reflect on their past achievements, challenges, and gaining valuable insights into their abilities. And through these engaging conversations, she instills confidence in these entrepreneurs to empower them to acknowledge their own brilliance wisdom, and expertise. She empowers them, inspires them to embrace their uniqueness, allowing their authentic selves to shine through. And as the conversation progresses, Faye guides business owners to understand you what makes them who they are. She lives and lies in her ability to ignite the spark within these individuals, empowering them to create meaningful impact and shine their brilliance brightly on the outside world. And whether you're in business or it's truly the business of self, choosing positive living is actually something that's going to get you wherever you need to go. But how do you articulate it? How do you have that conversation that's going to be inspiring and inviting for others? Welcome to the show, Faye. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
1: really excited.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I'm definitely, we've had some conversations before this and I've also heard you talk. And yes, um, people don't realize there is an art to a conversation. It's not about blurring out facts or statistics or something there's a tone to it there's a pacing to it there's an engagement to it and it's all really about that inspiration which begets the invitation of wanting people to know more
1: yes it's that curiosity yeah i think creating that curiosity and wanting people to know more about whatever that conversation is or wanting to know more about who they are because a lot of the time we, we go along in the world day to day and do our daily whatevers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we don't realise or stop to think about how good we are at what we do. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, when I have conversations with people, I don't interview, I have conversations, mm-hmm. I get excited because once we start that conversation and delve a little bit deeper and deeper they get to see their magic and their brilliance.
0: Because they're not so busy trying to impress. They've kind of stepped into themselves from the inside out and not kind of the exterior expectation of what they think you want to hear.
1: Exactly. And I think there are so many people looking for that shiny object. Mm -hmm. And the shiny object is actually them. Mm. What they have to do is go inside and do some searching, deep soul searching on who they are and look at the brilliance and the magic that they have, those superpowers that that are there waiting to break free.
0: Break free, again, of those stereotypes and those, uh, you know, I should, I've got to, you know, it's got to be this way instead of allowing their true essence of who they really are and why they're doing what they're doing to come through.
1: Mm. And understanding, having, having a better understanding of who they are. Going inside can be quite scary because when some you ask someone to talk about themselves, they think, oh, I don't want to talk about myself. I never talk about myself. But the thing is that there's a power in embracing who you are and allowing that to come out, to shine on the outside so that people want to connect with you. They build that trust, that relationship, and then there's a true connection, a true relationship, whether it's in business, friendship, relationships, regardless, it's, it's something that they have inside them and they need to empower themselves to shine it on the outside and not be afraid. Mm.
0: Well, that first relationship is with self, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: First relationship is if you don't have it with yourself first, if you don't love yourself, if you can't look into the mirror and say, and this is a really tough thing to have to say, look into your eyes and say, I'm okay, I love you, you're all right, you're pretty good, those sorts of things. (laughs) And I know because I've tried it and the first time I did it, I looked at myself and I thought, I just want to run away. (laughs) But it takes a lot of practice to believe in yourself, particularly if you've grown up in a space where nobody's given you that Mm -hmm. confidence and you've conformed to life and gone along with what other people want you to do instead of doing what's deep inside you and craving to bust out yeah. and shine on the outside. And it excites me when people realise I am pretty good. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't really think that about myself. But it's important that we do and we embrace ourselves. And then what we can do is go out into the world and embrace whatever it is we do.
0: You talked about conformity and we talked about this beforehand. It's, you know, it's um, resistance is futile. Do not try and get me to conform. I cannot oh, fit into no. your box. You know? <laughs> and I think, you know, we're so busy you're taught to fit in, fit in, fit in, that we don't know how to stand out.
1: I don't think I've ever fitted in. I probably, <laughs> I don't know whether I s- stood out either, but it was, I don't want to conform. I don't want to mm-hmm. be what you want me to be. I want to be me, but yes. I didn't know what that was. And once you start doing that soul searching and looking at who you are and and being brave enough to front who you are and say, wow. I didn't realise that about myself and that's what I want to do for everyone that I have a conversation with is actually get them to realise they don't have to conform to society or people around close to them. They have to conform to them. That's the only conforming that they need to do. And I think the more that we become ourselves and allow ourselves to shine that bright star out into the big wide world the more we're going to be able to what should i say there achieve the things that we want to achieve take those steps be be small or be giant steps it doesn't matter to get to where you want to go and know what you want in life not what others want for you
0: I think also when you're on that journey of your own self-discovery and you're willing to ask yourself those hard questions, and I'm very, you know, two techniques I talk about is one is write yourself a letter and then read it out loud to the mirror. And very often when we write ourselves a letter, we look at all the faults. And when you start talking to the mirror and go, "Would would you talk to a friend that way? Would that be a way of engaging a friend or having them see the light and then kind of Rewrite that letter to all the things that you are, that you've ignored, that you've allowed other people to dim your light on. And then talk to the mirror again and see what the difference in the light in your eyes, the difference in the tone and the body posture and everything else. And that you only permission that you ever need to shine bright is from you, no one else. Exactly right. And
1: I, I... I do understand but I don't understand, I have to say, how people get through life and are conforming Mm -hmm. but there's always something there inside them and they're not happy and they don't understand why they're not happy or things aren't going the way they want them to go because they're not allowing them to be them and to become their true self.
0: How can you know where you want to be and what you want to achieve if you don't know who you are? Again, in this journey of self-discovery, things that you thought you want or that you wanted to achieve very often change because you see things through different lenses. And you go, realize what I was chasing again, validation. And instead of chasing something that had meaningful purpose.
1: And why do we need to be validated? Mm. Why don't we just shine and show our vulnerability, which is our strength?
0: And the greatest gift.
1: Yes. And asking, you know, when you need help, ask for help. Yeah. It's all about not being shy, not being afraid to ask for help because there's always someone sitting in the background Mm. of you waiting for you to ask for that help. And they'll say to you once you've asked it, how You know how long it's taken you <laughs> to get here, to ask yeah. for that help? I've been waiting for years or days or months or however long it is. But, you know, people, people can see through you mm. those people that are uh, self yes. in, their, in their own right yeah. can actually see others where they are. And also knowing or having that sense or that feeling of there's something that needs to come out here. There's something that's ready to bust out of them and shine on the outside, but you have to wait until they're ready. And that's the allowing. Allowing is a gift to be, you know, to become aware of the things that, we're doing that we don't want to do and the things that we want to do and are just waiting for us. The universe has, has our life mapped out for us now, yep. you can believe it or not, but it does. And it's all there waiting. All we have to do is ask or create those spaces and allow things to happen. Take the action mm-hmm. because you have to take the action to make it happen. Because nothing happens if nothing happens. And if if you're doing the same things over and over again and expecting a change, (laughs) nothing changes, as Einstein says.
0: Yes. You know, I think the thing is um, looking at allowing in in many ways is, is allow other people to help you, but allow yourself to walk forward blind, deaf and dumb in order to see, hear and feel. Don't think that you have to know what the next step is just be willing to take it let it be revealed this is when you start using your senses and you you know we i talked about this in a show recently when we talked about danger and fear we're wired for danger we know when things are dangerous and we we can feel it but we have become fearful and half the time we don't know what we're afraid of and we've put fear and danger in the same bracket and fear is the unknown but if we change it to Exploratory and wonderment of like I don't know what the next step's going to be, but I'm in tuned with myself, and I'm going to take it, and I'll know whether it's dangerous or not because that antenna is up. But fear has no place here. Fear has
1: fear has a place some somewhere, but we do fear the unknown, and and the unknown can be so exciting. Exactly, can be invigorating can be wow why didn't I do this a Mm -hmm. long time ago if only Mm -hmm. and some people live with regret and I was having a conversation with a young woman uh, a while back now and she was talking about something that she wanted to do but she didn't do it and she said I've regretted it ever since and then she got the opportunity to do it So she took that opportunity, but it was probably 20 years of her saying to herself, if only I had done that when I had that opportunity. And I always say never pass up the opportunity. Embrace it. See what comes from it. If it's not what you need or want, Mm -hmm. look at the learnings and take them on board and let go of that opportunity because
0: another one will come along. And I think it's, you know, don't get stuck in, a, oh, what, what if I should have done this? Hindsight is 2020, right? Mm. You know, what we see in the moment, we may not be in tune. We not may not just see what we see later. Um, don't beat yourself up for making the wrong decision at that time. You know, be open to the universe. You know what? I'd love to have that opportunity again somewhere down the road. And it makes you, I think, instead of beating yourself up and regretting, instead, I think, it, you know, it. It can make us more aware of the signs and more in tune with those possibilities that could be knocking on our door instead of, you know, kind of ignoring them because of something else and then regretting it. So perhaps they could also be a lesson.
1: Possibilities. There's always possibilities. Yes. There's
0: One of my favorite always, words.
1: <laughs> yeah, always opportunities. There is so much on offer out there. Mm. All we have to do is take one step out, have a look around and see in what direction you want to go first because there is so much opportunity out there. And I think, as I said earlier, we're too busy looking at the shiny objects Mm. that are out there when the shiny object is right inside us and we have to embrace that. No, we don't have to we can embrace it. It's choice. and Yes, it is a choice. And I think that once you embrace that shiny object, which is you, because we work every day, we are doing great stuff, but we don't think about how great it is for us and what we need to embrace or take on board. It's really interesting to take that opportunity the possibilities and run with them yes. and let it be yes let
0: it be whatever yeah, it is be childlike right I mean we look <laughs> at children as they rush into things and of course our job is to teach them to be aware of dangers right to be cautious uh not afraid but you know be aware um but they they just you know they don't know what they can do and what they can't do they're just going to go and try it and they well they It's been my path in life. You know, half the time I've never known what I can, I cannot do, but I don't know if I can do it unless I try it.
1: Exactly. And you look at children, when they're crawling, they start to walk, they fall over, they pick themselves up. When we're adults, we fall over and we look and think, oh, I wonder who's talking about me now. And there's this fear of this and there's this fear of that. What the hell? Who cares? <laughs> exactly. What did you learn from it? Let's right.
0: just embrace it and move forward. Exactly. It's, you know, um, a, a skater is going to be on their backside more times than not in learning to skate. And yet there we see them, you know, being thrown up in the air doing triple axles and landing. Do you think they did that first time? No. <laughs> it was trial and tribulation over and over again until it became something so natural to them they could take that leap. And trust, because they they knew they'd fallen in life, and I think you know one of the things they do in martial arts and various other things, they teach you how to fall first, and then how to get back up again. And we've got such a stigma around falling, physically, emotionally, or any other way. We're so afraid of judgment, and we are such judgmental creatures that instead of saying, "Oh, they've fallen," can I give you a hand up? Yeah. Right. And then immediately comes out the judgment. Well, that's on us. Yeah, and you
1: know when you're judging someone, you're judging something that's inside you that you see in them that you don't like. Yeah, and so or on it's yourself.
0: Reflecting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's reflecting on who you are when yeah. you're judging someone else. Yeah, and I think let's take a step back and think about. Okay, look at yourself. We're the worst critics. Oh. of ourself yeah. and we look at ourselves and we think, oh, gosh, this or this or whatever it might be. But really what we need to do is look at ourselves and embrace yes. who we are and take on, I want to say, take on the world. Why because not? Because the, wor- <laughs> the world is your oyster. And yes. Be brave enough to step out and be seen and heard. It's one thing that I Was afraid of many years ago uh, until I started my radio show Mm -hmm. my first radio show not a podcast a real live radio show I wanted to vomit in a bucket (laughs) (laughs) seriously I was so scared I was trembling my voice was trembling and I remember that as if as if it was yesterday and now every time I go onto my radio show, if there's a glitch in the whatever's going on or someone, you know, the things don't work, I think, well, there's a way around it, we'll fix it and we'll continue the show. I own
0: it. You know, if something goes on in the podcast, if if I if it can be neatly cut out and changed, then fine, I'll do it in editing. But most of the time I just own it. Because, you know, it's it's it happens, and if you're going to get cut caught up in, in, or a little flaw happened or something happened and that's what you're stuck on, clearly the content is not reaching you, right? Yeah, yeah. and
1: uh, oh, I, I just get excited because I think we as humans, and I'll say humans because there's so many of us on in this world and there are so many, there, you know, we have this, here where the success is up here and there's this crowd down here Mm. and I want to see people climbing that ladder getting up to the top because there's a lot of space up there and I think that there's a lot of room for people to go there step by step but reach their level of success wherever they want to be.
0: Yes but you know I look at it Uh, slightly differently. Yes, climb your ladder for sure but make sure that you have a hand back for helping someone else on the way. You know, somebody reaching great successes and great riches, wonderful. What have you done to seed opportunities for other people? What other possibilities are you opening the doors for for other people? Because I think that that success although you've reached there and you've got this status and you've got this money, you've got this fame, you've got this and that, what is it? if you haven't got people around you to share it with I think
1: what you do when you're doing that climbing that ladder is you're actually taking your team with you yes and that and that team is taking their team with them so it's it's surrounding yourself they say with five people but you can surround yourself with a lot more people who are positive but it's each each every everyone if you have five people surrounding you those five people will have another five people so that ladder can be climbed together and if you have a fall you you've got that back up that support and then you climb again because sometimes you take two steps forward and you might take three steps back (laughs) cha-cha-cha yeah and you think What's going on here? What am I not doing? Why am I doing this? This isn't right, you yeah. know? But it's it's exciting because you're not alone. You're taking people yeah. with you on yeah. on the way. It's not about when you you know when you're doing what you do and what I do. You have to have the support of other people yeah. to help you do it because you can't do it all on your own. You you can do so much, but it gets to a point when you get really busy that you need to have that help. You need to have that support. And in your team, you're looking at the, t- the people in your team, you encourage them, mm-hmm. you give them confidence to, to be creative and to be aware of their brilliance as well so that they have the confidence to do the work for you, but they also have the confidence to pursue the life that they want.
0: Yeah. You know, I always say that these particular shows are called the why shows. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's your driving force? And, you know, I've, I've built a community now of over 3,000 shows of uh, of people who have stepped into their calling, their meaningful purpose. And in that purpose, they become that beacon of light and of opportunity and possibilities for other people. And, you know, my team is is my community because we turn around and support one another Uh, and it's about your success is my success. Uh, Somebody um, taking a course of what you're doing and then finding their path forward. The, you know, the ripple effect is always out there. So, you know, I look at sometimes when people are trying to reach the height, it's the ivory tower and you kind of become disconnected to the foundation. And if that foundation has not been looked after, it's going to crumble. But when you look at that, you're taking people with you, alongside of you, and that ripple effect is happening out of there, you're building a structure and a foundation that's solid, that can take an abundance of growth. And it's about the the collective, not just the one. I'm very yes. much about the collective.
1: <laughs> and, you know, those people that are at the top of the tower and are successful, they have a lot of people surrounding them, supporting them. They're not just doing it on their own. They're, they might be the person that's in the spotlight, but there are so many people behind them doing whatever it needs to be done to keep them where they are. Yeah. So it's not. Um,
0: well, if, what if they're I a good leader, they're yes. going to acknowledge the people that got them up to that tower and they're going to maintain all the people that are there to sustain that. But so many people reach that ivory tower and you would think they're the only person because the ego steps in. And I think that goes back to why are you wanting to do what you wanted to do? Is it that validation? Is that recognition? Do you want to reach that top because you want everyone to see you? Or is it about the journey of empowering along the way that you don't have to wait till you get to the top to have an impact? You are impacting on every step of the way.
1: Yes. And you have that. Uh... Power beside you, behind you, in front of you, guiding you. Yeah. As you are guiding them, they are helping guide you as yeah. well. Yes. Supporting you. And I think, you know, nobody's better than anyone else.
0: We may have Everyone, more skills or, yes. you know, but somebody may be a better speaker. Somebody's a better accountant. We've all got our gifts, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: not accountancy I know, not, not me either really me
0: <laughs> that's say but the accountant what would we do without them right so everybody exactly. has a role to play that's their meaningful purpose that's
1: exactly right and I I know a few accountants and I used to call accountants number crunchers, mm-hmm. but I have a different perspective on them now and what they do because they've changed over the years as yes. well and and have a better understanding of who they're working with and they get to know them and understand their life so they can support them in a better way it's about the balance
0: they They bring about that balance you know because uh, it's always like money coming in and money going out you want to make sure the balance is always there and then an accountant that's doing it for the right reason um is the account that goes that i want to keep your stability of your growth yes that's what they do
1: yeah supporting you as part of your team (laughs)
0: I always draw the analogy of you know we're here to discover what our instrument is and learn how to play it and play it as a soloist but then be able to join an orchestra that you are in sync with and each one of you in your own strength play harmoniously in order to ascend and transcend um, that vibration out to other people and in that orchestra you may have some soloists and that's a big responsibility but the triangle is just as important as the soloist at that particular moment in time on piece of music right so everybody again has that role and just when we look to the people who are the upfront people and we think they've got it all we don't realize sometimes the burden that they're carrying because they carry that's their responsibility to carry the rest
1: mm. yes and it's their responsibility to cheer the team mm-hmm. and to make each and every one of those want to be there, feel comfortable asking questions, yes. saying if they don't understand something or saying, I, you know, I can't do this, I don't know how to, can you show me or get someone to show me? And it's being having that awareness to know who is capable of what. There's an expectation there. And that expectation has to have an understanding of each individual that is in that team. Yes. And that person up the top has to have that understanding as well. It's not just in the forefront. It is that they need to step back and look at and know what the foundations are, know what everybody's expected to do, and then go out and perform whatever they need
0: to perform. Yeah, be the good conductor. I I live with a wonderful 90-year-old. She just turned 90 this last week, and she still drives. She still cooks. She's got more energy than I have. And I, I, a friend of mine, did a a dinner for her. And when the cake came out, she had a crown on. And the way she looked at the cake, it's like a five-year-old excited about the cake. And I put it out there and I said, this is what enthusiasm is. You know, that childlike exuberance over a birthday cake at 90. And, you know, 300 people have commented on it and, and have said to me that it just reminds them about... It doesn't matter what the number is. It's about your participation in life, your exuberance over life. And she's been through it. She's had polio. She lost her twin sister. Her fiancé was killed four days before the wedding. She's known loss. She's known struggles. Uh, But she has always chosen to see the sunny side of the street. And I think that's a great deal to do with it, isn't it, in life, is that what we seed, what we water, what we nurture is going to grow. And sometimes we're unaware of the seeds that we're planting are duds.
1: Yeah, they're the weeds. Yes, they <laughs> <laughs> we start covering up, and we have to get rid of those weeds so that the plants can actually yeah. grow, or we can grow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, what I want to say is that everyone out there has a magic and a brilliance. Mm-hmm. Let it shine on the outside and. St- Stop going looking for the shiny object somewhere because you are the shiny object.
0: Right. You know, there was something, she was an accountant, funny enough, and she was saying that one time she was head of a department and this young girl and she was saying like, we're missing these, you know, particular calculations and pieces of paper. And there was this young girl there and uh, anyway, she went to her desk and said, where is it? And the girl had shoved them all on her desk because she didn't know how to do them. And so she called her to her office and the girl starts crying. I'm sorry, you're going to fire me. And she said, no, no, sit down, relax. You, if you don't know how to do it, there is no shame in coming, asking me. I'll show you how to do it. Right? But don't hide it. Because yeah. that throws up the whole cycle. And I think we're so scared to ask, you know, uh, you know, the, or we're going to get ridiculed or they're going to make fun of us or, the, you know, they're going to fire us or whatever. We're so scared to ask mm. that really... This actually comes uh, down to how compassionate are we as a, as a leader, but most people just want to help you get ahead. Right. And and once she helped her navigate and how to do it, she became one of the best in, in the whole uh, team there. Right. But it's just, don't be scared to ask and don't, don't be ashamed to say, I don't know.
1: Absolutely. If you don't know, you don't know. Yes. You can say, "Well, I'll go and ask someone who does know, and help get them to help you with it." It's it's not shameful. We don't know everything. No, we're not meant to either. That's how we keep learning, and we yes. stop learning the day we die.
0: Exactly, and well, our spirit keeps learning; body oh, expires. Boy, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the whole beauty of conversation is that it doesn't matter young or old or in between, we're conversing to the experience we're having and having a conversation with a 9 year old or a nine year old are going to be different conversations but that's what makes it exciting. And if we're open, you know, not to looking for that sell, looking for that deal but looking to build a relationship through conversation because you truly care what this person has to say, I mm. think set seeds and more deep rooting than it does of just closing the deal. Oh, you've got to build
1: that relationship and that trust
0: first yeah. before you do anything. And
1: it's not about selling. It's a, you're the, you're selling yourself first. Yes. Yes. So it's not about selling what you have. It's about building that trust that know, like and trust and that relationship with people before they, Actually, come to do the work with you. Yeah.
0: And also, there isn't one size fits all. You may find that you're not a good match in this situation. But however, that person really likes who you are. So, therefore, is going to refer you.
1: Exactly. They may not need what you want, but because they like you and trust you, they're going to refer you on. And that's what it's all about. It's not about the hard sell. Yeah. It's about becoming someone that allows people to get to know who you are. Then they'll want to know what you do mm-hmm. and then they'll want to know more because they, there's that curiosity there.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, my philosophy in any form of business is is build relationships. Is there a synergy? Do you have something in common? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, can you represent you know, we're both into, into having conversations with people. And it's like, can we represent them? Can we converse with them? Because if we can't, then obviously we're not going to do any good on either side. But it's people say to me, you know, are you going to send me questions? We talked about this beforehand. And um, yes, you're going to send me information on what you do and all of that. That's my guidance system. I'm just as much in discovery as my audience on who you are and what you do. Because if I know it all, then it, it, you know the intrigue is not going to be there. And I think it's, I think it's important that we don't try and know everything all up front. Know enough to know that you're intrigued, but lay open for that discovery in the conversation. And it is a
1: discovery. Every conversation you learn, you become more curious as you go through having that conversation because there will be something else that comes out that leads to something else, that leads to something else, and it creates this curiosity that you think, oh, I could sit here all day and have this conversation with you because I want to know more because there's an element of not knowing who, you know, this bit and this bit, and it, it just leads on. I've had many a conversation. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to
0: end this conversation. No, no.
1: Well, you know, want- it
0: was a ten-minute call. No, t- t- two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're the best because they're they're just free falling. They're just, you know, there's no competition. It's just that flow going back and forth. And I have a twenty-eight-month-old uh, grandson, and he's into, you know, he's very articulate with certain words, but the words that he hasn't quite got into are. And so when you're having a conversation and he'll get intense with you, you're only picking up a few words here and there and you have to try and piece it together as to what he's saying. But the facial expression, the body expression and what he is saying to you, you know, you are kind of so engaged in the way he's saying it along with a few other words that you can actually find a way to converse. And I think that we come across that with people that are of different languages or different cultures And don't expect them to converse the way you converse, right? Be open to the way they converse. And it may be sometimes a little difficult. Kind of What what do you say? It's okay to say, I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. Would you mind saying it again? Or could you explain that? Because it's okay to do so. It's okay to ask or say. I I didn't
1: quite hear. Can you explain it in a different way? Because I didn't understand it the way you just said it. And we all interpret things in different ways you can say something and i'm thinking oh is that what you meant but it's not really what you meant and you know what you meant and so we 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 do we have this tendency to to interpret or have a perception of someone and and who they are or we we have this perception i don't know what i want to say there and this is you know, it's it's interesting because sometimes I'm having a conversation and someone says something and I'm thinking, I don't know what I want to ask there. Exactly. There's so many things going on, but I'm not sure where to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can say, you know what, I just need to take a moment to digest that. Yeah. And then yeah. just, you know, kind of then what comes to the forefront and that's kind of the lead that's going to un- kind of unravel the thoughts. And it's okay to say can I take a moment to digest that? Can I take a moment to, to think about what how I'm going to respond? It, you know, it's um, I love the flow of the conversation, but you do get to those points where you just something's just being said and you're like, need to take a moment on that. And that's, again, okay. There is no one wrong way or right way with a conversation as long as it's a two-way or three-way or four-way, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's interesting because sometimes on my radio show, I've had conversations and I call it the raw, the real, and the heartfelt. We've laughed, Mm -hmm. we've cried, Mm -hmm. and there's been no words. None. You just have to leave it and sit with it because there's nothing that you can say Mm -hmm. to change it, make it better, or anything. You just let it go. I say, I have no words. Because sometimes you have... No words,
0: nothing to you can't articulate exactly no. how you feel, the, the words aren't there. So sometimes saying I have no words are the words, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And these are these are stories that have been revealed to me about their life and things that have
0: happened. And sometimes there aren't any words, no, there just aren't. No, I, I know, I um, people, I'm sure you get this. What's your favorite show, your favorite one you've done, or who's your favorite guest? And I say, there's no anyone. But there is always a few that stick out, and, and they stick out because of the extreme resilience, mm. the extreme tenacity, the extreme courage and strength of them living their daily lives, never mind having survived what they've gone through. Yes, Right. And those kind of stories do have an impact on you. All stories do. I love all the people I interview. But some of those stories stick with you because, you know, I don't think I would have that courage. I don't think I could go through that. Because when you hear it and you see who they are today, it's who they are today that is exemplary, exemplary mm-hmm. of who they are. You know, one young girl burnt 65 percent of her body. The first time I interviewed, she talked about the plane crash being one of only two survivors, having to leave her country, go to um, Texas because of the burn thing, splitting up the family for mother to be with her. But her music, singing, is what got her through. The next time I see her, she's on America's Got Talent. Oh, there you go. Clearly (laughs) scarred. Immediately people kind of looking. Clearly scarred. And then she sang and everybody saw the beauty of her from the inside out everybody saw that courage that strength and you know I've, i had her on then with another burn victim who was a veteran and they were comparing stories and, and you know people have said i've cried at that not because i felt sorry for them because i was so inspired by them and then i had her back on again after when she did the champions uh show but always, she always leaves me with something. And the last time when she left me, she said, the only thing I have to deal with is the itching. It's constant. It never stops. Now, you know what happens when we get an itch. Yes. We go nuts. Yes. Imagine it over your body 24-7. Can't. And then you look at that and go, and yet every day you choose. You choose to look at life positively. You choose to get up and sing, even on the bad days. And if that is an example of true courage and true inspiration, I don't know what is. It's
1: a gift that has she's chosen to embrace mm-hmm. and take on board. And I think that anyone I I always say that people with a disability don't have the disability. Mm-hmm. It's us because we yeah. don't know how to deal with the disability. Right. Yeah. And I've worked with people with disabilities and things, so I kind of understand it. I don't understand, understand, but I kind of understand yes. where they're coming from. But it's it's all about they see the world in a different way to what we see mm-hmm. it and they embrace it and they're happy and they do whatever it is in life that they do. I mean, we see someone in a wheelchair and we look at them in a different way yeah. when they're the same as us, but yes. they might have had an accident and and ended up in a wheelchair. You know, it doesn't mean to say their mind doesn't work the same as ours. Right. So, you know, we, we that's our
0: judgment. Oh, and our ignorance. I mean, I had a, a colonel in the Navy. He'd been through wars. He'd been through everything. And he fell down his stairs and broke his back. Oh. After all that, right? And he oh. ended up in a chair. They told him you never walk again. And he can walk a little bit, right? A little bit. But he fought to stay in his position from his chair. And said, so you don't throw me away. You don't throw my experience away. You don't throw my exuberance and passion for what I do away just because I'm in a chair. Oh, I'm not going a- to the war front. Right. But I have even better understanding of the sacrifice now of what some of our soldiers have to go through. From a different perspective.
1: Yeah. There you go, you know? Yes. It's yeah.
0: There there's another lovely one which I'm sure you would love to interview. Her name is Mindy, and um um there's a wonderful uh, event every, eighth of every month up to International Women's Day next year. Uh, it's the you know the step up, step out, speak out. It's about women. And they have a whole lot of wonderful guest speakers on all the time. And it's on for about eight hours. Solid, you can come in and out as you like. It's wonderful. Just go to my events on self-discovery wisdom folks and you'll see it to sign up for. It's free <laughs> to anyone. And I was listening to this woman and she had a son with muster, MS, muscle and at the age of eight, she said, mom, I really want to wear jeans to school. And she thought, oh, my God, you know, he can't wear jeans because it's hard for him to get on and off. So she cried. And then as a dress designer, she tried to recreate jeans for him. And she said they were dreadful, but he was pleased. And it set her on a path, a year long research of people with disabilities, of clothing for them. And she realized it was a one point eight billion dollar industry that everybody was ignoring. And nobody was giving the respect of the dignity to people who have challenges in dressing themselves. Well, she's changed the industry. She went to Tommy Hilfiger and they immediately jumped on board Adidas and she started another company called Gumat, G U M A G. Only people with disabilities working for her and helping other clothing organizations change their styling to be more inclusive. All this from a little Oliver saying, Mom, I want to wear a pair of jeans.
1: Yeah,
0: it's amazing, isn't it? The impact of that, right?
1: Oh, It's, yeah. How no. can you
0: not be moved with stories like that? I loved interviewing um, her and what she's doing now. I love it. I mean, we have the best jobs. <laughs> we <really> right. do. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't even call it a job. No,
0: no, <laughs> no. Um, even, I don't get paid, so no, it isn't a job. <laughs> it's a calling. It's something that you, when you find out is what you, what you know that you're compelled to do, then you Passionate. know it's your it's your passion it's your calling it's the reason you get up every day right?
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. To have conversations like this, yeah,
0: yeah. Have have amazing. you had any particular people uh, that have just kind of stayed with you? The, the oh, stories a, were so impactful.
1: Yeah, there's a few, and particularly at the beginning of my radio show. Oh yeah. Stories of, of, of there was a mother who um, whose daughter had a kidney um, problem, and you know she was about to have a kidney transplant, and was um, killed in a car accident. You know oh. things like that, and another one: someone from Hampshire in the UK was having a conversation with and she'd written a book and she was sharing her story and and she was sharing her story and I can't, can't it it was it was a conversation that had no words yeah because of the trauma that yeah. she had gone through but she was able to write about it yes. and talk about it and i feel honored and yeah, I, I just feel so honoured to be having conversations yeah. like that, allowing people to feel safe yeah. in an environment to talk about whatever. And they, sh- some people just share things they've never shared with their families, mm-hmm. trauma that they've never yeah, shared with their families so cool. and things like this. And you, you, you think you know somebody, but you don't really know somebody until you actually have that conversation with them. Um, and then they feel comfortable enough to share with you whatever it is that they're afraid
0: to share with somebody else because they know that you're not going to judge them. Exactly. Exactly. I've had people say, I've never said that to anybody before. <laughs> You've just yes. said it to my audience, you know. And, yes. And it's, it's the thing is, is that when you're going to do this type of thing, a podcast, a radio show, any form of this type of conversational interviewing, it is about – you're honoring the person that you're interviewing, right? Um, You want there to be a synergy. I mean, I have sometimes people where 90% of the conversation is one-sided. But, however, if they have a lot of good content to share that's meaningful, then uh, let it go. But I wouldn't call that a conversational show. I would call that an informational show, right? Yes. But when... People feel at home with you enough to open up and share those things. And and, and like you, you know, the stories that stay with you uh, and the things that the horrific things that have happened to people should never happen to a human being ever, ever, And yeah. who they are today because of it. Like mm-hmm. one gentleman who is going to be in my Forgotten Children series book, um, he was one of 10. And he was one of the youngest. And there are his drunk parents playing Russian roulette with them on the floor, kneeling, saying, who should we kill first, Ma? And then the parents die, and he thinks he's free, and then he goes into foster care. Right? And it's, uh, you know, many of his his siblings died because they went into addiction, violence, this and that. Only two or three of them really made it. And then he did all the, the journey looking for love in all the wrong places until he met that one person who said something he needed to hear that set him on another path he then met his husband and then together they decided to foster children and then they adopted but when the children came they had plastic bags and he said that was me 40 years ago yeah so he started a company called comfort cases where each child had their own case their own dignity and since then he's been on Sesame Street, he's been at the White House, he's been an Ellen Genenneris, he's been on with me three or four times. He's a part of the book. Uh, it's just amazing. And like you know, two gay guys in Northern California Northern Carolina adopting four black children. Mm. right? But it's have cam- an opportunity?: it's, he, his story, he could have given up he could have gone the way as much yeah. of his siblings did. Instead, yeah. it sent him soul-searching, there must be more. There must be love out there. And then he created the love haven because he understood.
1: Eventually he understood he had to go through all that trauma to get to where he is today. And I've seen that many a time with, you know, I've, I've, taught class in in mental health institutions and had conversations with those people that are in there and they I call them repeat offenders because they come in they're there for a while and they go out and then they come back in and they do this it's like this yo-yo effect because the root cause has never been addressed never dealt with yeah and so I used to frustrate the hell out of me, yeah, I, have I to say you. Yes. <laughs> and you just think, come on, what are you doing? Help these people. Yeah. They need the help. And I'd see, I'd walk in there and I'd see someone I knew and I'm thinking, what are you doing here? Yeah. You think you know people, but you don't know no.
0: No. I discovered I had a grandfather who my mother thought was dead when she was 12. She was told her father was dead. Some years later, in her late 60s, 70s, she met this man who she told was her uncle, only to find out later when he died, that was her father. Wow. He, had, he had gone into a mental institution after a breakdown. He was a colonel in the India War, and he had post-traumatic stress in those days. They didn't understand it, so they put him in a yes. mental institution. And instead of owning it, he was dead. And nobody ever told her. Nobody ever told her. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. We have this privilege, don't we? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, what a beautiful golden age we're in right now. We're through the art of podcasting or radio. We can share these stories. There isn't anybody to filter us or tell us, no, we can't. And that's the beauty of it. And we're not, You know, I do, obviously, when it comes to conspiracy or damning or hurting other people, yes, most certainly the plug needs to be pulled. But we're allowing people to share stories in an arena that they feel safe where there isn't another arena for them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that can be,
1: it can be in everyday life, Mm. you know, going along in your everyday life, it can be, in, when you're in business and you're struggling with that, a conversation can change. It really whatever is. it is yes. that you're struggling with, a conversation can change it.
0: I mean, you do this because <laughs> you love it, but you also work with business people on the yes. art of conversation to enhance their business. You know, that it yes. isn't about just going out there with the sales tag, let's cut the deal. You know, those days are over. You know, well, it is the building a relationship and having conversations and you're the one to show them how to do that.
1: What I do is I, well, I, I suppose I do show them, but I want them to see their brilliance so that they can go out into their business and show their audience and their clients how good they are at, at what they do mm-hmm. and being able to serve those people in the way that they need to be served and Mm -hmm. everyone does something different and so I help them through conversation create content which is original and authentic for their their social media platforms and they are the focal point of that so that people can actually hear them, see them Mm -hmm. and then feel that they're getting to know them mm-hmm. so that they want to build that relationship or they want to connect with them and have that conversation. If they want to work with them, you know, but it's building that relationship. It's it's creating that
0: symbiotic. That,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that foundation for people to to trust you to want to work with you because you are authentic. And you're showing your originality, not being that shiny object that over there that's something that's not
0: you. Right. Or, you know, it's just people are tired of um, price tags. They're tired of it's all about the money. You're just, the only reason you're talking to me is you want the sale. Have you even asked me what I need? Right. Have you had a conversation with me to even know what you're selling is anything I need? And that, I think, has changed so much now is that we're just not interested in the salesman knocking up the door anymore. We want to know, do you believe in what you're doing? Do you feel confident in your own self and product of why you're doing it? Because if you do, I'm then interested to know why and what it is. And how do you? How can you help me?
1: Yeah. How can you help my friend? Yeah. Or can you help others? You know, there's a big, wide world out there, and there is enough room for everybody in business to do what they do. And it doesn't matter. There's something about competition, but I don't call it competition. I, I, I think that everyone, you know, people do similar things to me, but they don't. They're not me exactly and so exactly and so therefore they do it in a different way to me and someone might choose them over me because they don't like reference me as a
0: person oh. and that doesn't matter no that doesn't, doesn't that's matter. nothing against you no it's you know uh, it, it's all about you know like when we go to a buffet you don't eat everything there you're going to pick out the goodies that you like if somebody picks out something different does that make them wrong right? That's their preference. Why do we get so uptight with people when they don't do or be exactly what we want them to be? And the, that diversity, that different perspective, that wonderful essence of something different. When I started podcasting 11 and a half years ago, it was like, why don't you do it like so-and-so? Why don't you do it like, why don't you do that? No, you got to do this, da-da-da. And, you know, it was like, A simple thing, because I I go to my core. My core has to be my navigator. And it was like, I can't do it like that because I'm not them.
1: I'm Sarah.
0: I can only do it Sarah's way. And you can take me or leave me. I won't be offended if I'm not your cup of tea. And that, and you know, people either like you or they don't like you.
1: That's not your problem.
0: And it's also not a reflection on you. It's just you're not, you know, that remember that thing. It's just he's just not into you. (laughs) Remember that, you know, like uh, some uh, somebody says something cryptic and really, I can't remember, it was in Sex in the City or something like that, but it came up of he's just not that into you. And it's like, it doesn't mean it's you, it just means that you're not a match. Exactly. (laughs) You're not a
1: fit, you you don't, you just don't fit the mold or whatever it might be. And who cares? Let's just move on. Exactly. exactly. you know, you can always be their plan B.
0: Well, I think this is where whether somebody, quote, quote, buys from you or not, but likes you enough to refer you, A, is one of the best compliments, and B, when it comes from a referral, somebody is going to give you that time because somebody they trust has referred.
1: Yeah. And I refer people all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I refer people all the time because you have so many conversations with people and someone says they need this. And I'm thinking, oh, who do I know there? Who have I had a conversation with there? Yeah. You know? And and I think you need to have that conversation so that um, if there's a connection, there's a connection. If there's not, there's not. It's up to you. I do I do that on starts.
0: social media and because I think that in any form of business, you've got to spend some time on social media, but it's about engagement. It's about yes. following a conversation. It's about interacting and I'll see somebody make a comment about something. And I go, you know, I've done a show on that. If mm-hmm. you're interested, here's the link. Cause this is the answer that you're looking for, whether you listen to it or whether you reach out, that's up to you, but here's the information that may help you. Right. And, and it's, It isn't about how many post things you can do or how many likes you get. How many engagements do you have?
1: Yeah. It's more about the engagement than the likes or whatever. And I think if your content is real, people will relate to it.
0: Like my sweet little 90-year-old with that picture. 300 people (laughs) didn't just like, they commented. That's how much that simple picture had an impact right <laughs>
1: that's just that is no it's not just it, that is amazing that is heartwarming yeah. that is beautiful yes and yes and you can't go past that No, when I see something like that I have to comment it doesn't matter who put right. up the post or whatever it is and it's really embracing when people show they care
0: yes and I think what it is is a reminder you know we're so busy looking for the shiny things or discovering the shiny things in us that we forget that life quite honestly is quite simple if you simplify it
1: we we tend to we tend to complicate oh. everything that we do when oh. it's not complicated
0: no seriously why do we choose that path i, I, I think I what has happened to... has been such an inf uh, you know um a thing about intellect intellect you know that Uh, the superior intellect and by the superior intellect the complication over something that's really quite simple uh but it's it it's become in a lot of ways an ego thing a supreme thing rather than you know that the spade is a spade it may look different and it may have a different imprint and made out of something different but it is still a spade (laughs) this is how you use it and we've chosen to kind of i mean definitely that higher intellect in certain topics most certainly it is relatable to what it's talking about and you want that higher in in, um, information not necessarily intelligence a higher information on it but most of the time we try and kind of highfalut things we really just bring it down a notch and see it for what it is and it's really quite simple
1: and we we have this story it starts off little and then we think about it and it gets a bit bigger and then we think about it more and it gets bigger until it's so big we become confused.
0: Oh, don't we? <laughs> uh, what, what, what was the topic again? Uh, we've got so, you know, caught up in, in maybe trying to one-up or, you know, um, with what people, you know, I would say with these shows, I ask people to listen to learn and to apply Mm -hmm. right but a lot of people are listening but not hearing oh all the time yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's quite amazing you know you you can have a conversation with somebody and and it's a two-way conversation but are they actually listening to what's being said yeah a lot of the time what they're listening to do is jump in and finish off the sentence or finish off what you want to say instead of listening and waiting until you have finished, and then you can come and join that part of the conversation. Right. But there's so many people out there that have an opinion about someone else. Mm-hmm. And yes, we are allowed to have our opinions. And it doesn't mean to say that our opinion is right or wrong. It is our opinion. And you can agree to disagree. As I wish as we I'm would. Concerned.
0: I wish we would. You yeah. know, this disagree nowadays is out with the pitchforks. And it's yeah. like, no, it's that you see things differently. And yeah. what would be absolutely great, because again, this is the true colors coaching coming out of me, the four different personality traits. What if we all put down on the table our perspective? Ooh. And then and then listen to right. each other, right? Yeah. And then we listen to each other from I see it from this point of view. And then that person and that person, and we're probably fine. The common denominator is not far off. We just see yeah. it differently. Are we yeah. all right? Yes, because it's the way we see it. Does it make it different or wrong? No. No. Right? But we get so high, you know, high and mighty over something and out with the pitchforks and it's like, put it away, please. Yes. Let's let's try and be kind to each other.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's a concept, isn't it? (laughs) That is another conversation. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) oh, boy. Yes. (laughs) A a very deep and meaningful conversation. Yes. And, and shows I've done on that were literally just around kindness, and that kindness again starts with ourselves. When you stop beating yourself up for what you think you're not, or what you haven't done, or those missed opportunities, and you're just kind with your with yourself where you're at now, you see everything through a different lens. Yes, and and kindness—you have
1: to be kind to yourself before you can be kind to anyone else, or to understand what kindness is. Yes. Yes, and sometimes we're so busy in life that we're beating ourselves up because we've got to be here, we've got to be there, we've got to be doing this, we've got to be doing that, we haven't done this, we haven't done that, and life just gets like this and the kindness just goes out the door.
0: Hamster on a treadmill going nowhere. Yeah, we forget.
1: Mm. We become
0: overwhelmed. And what happens when we become overwhelmed? We become snappy, we become irritable, we become unkind.
1: Yes, true. Because we're so in overwhelm mm-hmm. that we our emotions are so high, our intelligence is low. Yes, and we're not thinking straight. Yeah. We
0: we need the soul, heart, and spirit intelligence to navigate our path in life for our minds to know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. The you know if we're only in our head intellect, we're missing the heart space, the spirit space, the soul space, and that intellect is the the consciousness, the compass, it is the navigator, the guidance system. It is everything that you need to actually understand what it is you need to understand. And if we cut that off, then we're just in a whole load of data that we don't know what to do with.
1: And it's interesting because all we have is here right now. Mm-hmm. We don't present. have yesterday. Mm-hmm. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have the hour ahead. We have here right now embrace it if it's not going right then have a think about it or have a conversation with someone ask for help yes you're not you're not a robot you're not <laughs> someone that is expected to keep going and going and wind yourself up you have to sit still sometimes and embrace where you're at and who you are and stop challenging yourself
0: oh god yes Yes, you know, there are challenges in life enough. Don't add them to your own burden. But, you know, it's it's, if you're having a bad conversation with someone in business and, and it's left a taste in view, it's shifted your energy, do not go straight into another meeting or another conversation. Oh, no. Take that walk. Take that something where you can let it go. You can shift that energy because you can walk into that next room and it could be the perfect match, but you're traveling with that old energy and that's all that person's picking up.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to realize that. We have to we have to understand that if you're having some conflict with somebody, you say, Enough, I need to move myself away from this, go away and have some time, yes. and then we'll come back and we'll finish that conversation. Yes. And deal with it. Because when those emotions get really high. We start winding up and it gets mm-hmm. worse and we say things and once we say something
0: <laughs> out comes the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never take it back. So yeah. you've just gotta sit
1: and compose yourself yes. and just be.
0: And it's okay to see. You know, at the present moment, I don't think we seen eye to eye. We're not getting anywhere. I'd like us to take a few minute break and just stretch our legs and take a breath. Yes. yes. Sometimes you just need to do that to put a, f- f- a full stop in the escalation in any form of conversation or relationship you're having anywhere along the line because mm-hmm. what happens is our whole adrenaline wants to one-up, one-up, one-up or defend or hit them before they hit us and it just gets out of control. Put a stop to it. Separate. Don't de- decompress. Take a breath and come back with a level head.
1: Yes. Look at the situation, not the emotion. Exactly. Deal with the situation, not the emotion. There is emotion there. There's personalities. There's behaviours that we are dealing with in everyday life. And it's exciting. It's fascinating. It's fun. It's all those things. But sometimes you will come across someone that you'll just
0: bang heads with (laughs) and get a headache (laughs) and you think
1: hmm, okay what did I learn from that Mm -hmm. what can I take away from that and just let it go and sometimes that story just keeps going in your head thinking yeah what if I'd done this or what if I'd done that or why did they say that or why did they do that you've just got to take a breath and Go into your heart space. Allow your soul to take it on board and look at it and say, let it go.
0: Let it go. It wasn't directed at you, it was a response to something going in there in their life. Don't take it personally.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: You must come across people in your work, in business, that they they have a great product and they've been taught how to sell generically and they don't have that art of conversation because they're just fumblers you know they're not people of words and they don't really quite know how to to relax how do you get them into that space imagine it's a mate over a pint of beer or you know <laughs> how do you get them into that space to feel comfortable enough to just simply have a conversation if they're not necessarily conversationalist
1: oh it just happens I <laughs> it just happens and and it's really interesting i can have this conversation with somebody and it and i'll ask questions but i'll also say if i'm stepping over the boundaries mm. please let me know but i can ask the hard questions i can i i have this sense i don't know whether it's intuitive or what it is but i have this sense, this feeling, and the conversation will go somewhere and it will take them to a place of aha moments. Yeah. And get them thinking and turning around, looking at what they're doing in a different perspective. Mm. Yeah.
0: And therefore, be able to articulate it in a different way, coming yes. from a different space.
1: You know, yes. and, and
0: you know, you, know, you say you're in tune with the person, and I think this is something that people forget. I have a product or I have a service, and I want to sell it, and they don't realize it's that that frequency of which you're selling it in is the invitation of whether someone's going to pick up that frequency or not. Right, and the more that you project that frequency out, which is the passion and the love of what you're doing and why you're doing it then that is the, you know, the, the jaw opener to people receiving your frequency. all right. And never, ever try and do anything for a space of urgency or desperation because that is what they will pick up.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, it, people aren't silly. No. They will, you know, you can walk into a room and if there's tension in the air, you can cut the air with a knife. You, you sense it. You feel it if there's tension between people, if you're sitting in a cafe or a restaurant and you're watching two people sit together and they're on their phones and you're thinking yeah. there's not a bit of conversation going. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, or then you've got those people that speak really loud uh-huh. and you can hear their conversation. I want to turn around and say, please, soften. I don't yeah. want to hear what you're saying. I don't want to hear your conversation. I want to be able to have the conversation here. Yeah. Um, And and it's really interesting because the awareness of some people just Mm. doesn't exist.
0: No, no. Doesn't exist. No, exactly. And there are some people that the conversation is grandstanding. Oh, yes. Right. (laughs) But why?
1: Because people will know what you do. You don't have to embellish it and stand on a – pedestal to make it bigger and better yeah because it is what it is people like
0: humility right they like they like to know that you're coming from that heart space that 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 humility that being humble yes you can stand up as a natural born leader yes you can stand up as an inspiration for someone but people want to know and they want to feel that it's coming from the core of you the core heart of you people ask Uh me who do i interview And I got all those that are coming from the heart Mm. because if they're coming from the heart, then I want to hear how and why and what they're doing. It's being honest. Yes. Not only with others,
1: but being honest with yourself. And that's when the authenticity comes out. Yes. And that's what I love to see. I like to see them go, oh, I didn't realize that about me. (laughs) That's pretty good, you know.
0: And I'm thinking, oh, yes, yes. You You opened up that door. It It can't be closed again.
1: (laughs) No, no. And, And then embracing it and going out and being that is what's exciting to see.
0: And, you know, you're always going to get those people that are abrasively annoying. You know, they're, you know, they're always going to be those people. And sometimes they're in the arena and you can't really avoid them because they're in the arena. But you learn to tune them out so you can turn the volume up on the people that you really do want to hear. Right. Yes. Uh, and it's like, uh, you know, it's worthwhile going through this because I want to speak to that person over there. I feel there's something. And it's like you learn to tune that other person out that really wants to be the grandstander. <laughs>
1: And you're honing in and you can feel that vibration. Yeah. Yeah. That vibration. Yeah. Yeah. That connection. Yeah. Yeah. And you
0: know, and and then like, you know, whether it's virtual or physical and you come together and you, I had this before our our interview today, um, a woman that uh, uh, accepted my request to be in the book and immediately, immediately, you know, like everything was in synergy. And it's like, I put out this, invitation the other day and she said i'm hardly ever on linkedin and i happen to just be there as you just posted it and a lot of things like that happen because it just means what we've got to actually understand that when we put something out social media or out into the universe it's been picked up by people vibrationally and they don't quite know what or why. And then suddenly you have the opportunity to connect and you go, ah, <laughs> right? And immediately you have that collection. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, love
1: it. I think, you know, that vibration, that, that energy that people give off and the excitement when you have that conversation with them. It's like that young girl I had a conversation with mm. yesterday and she read this poetry out of her book. And I said, I want to buy that book. because I want to read the rest of the poetry. She wasn't there to sell it or anything. She said she'd written a book. I said, have you got it? Bring it. Let's have a look at it. And I said, I want you to read something from it. And she goes, oh, really? You know, and when she read it, it was sort of like, wow, you know? Yes. Uh, That connection from the words and The words on the paper, and we talked about this, the words on the paper give an energy yeah. and they're an art form and th- mm. they jump out from you. It's yeah. like paintings on a wall. Yes. You look at it and you see something different and you get a different feeling. It's the sound of somebody's voice or it's the it's the vibration. It's It's the seeing someone and listening to them. It's all, I don't know what I want to say there, but it's, it's it's a connection. It's, it's an art with form. with their
0: self. It's self to self connection, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And you look at people and everyone's an
1: artist in their own mm-hmm.
0: right. An artist. Yeah, and you, you don't realise too sometimes um people think an artist it has to be a full picture, or a full author, a full word. I interviewed a woman that literally was sketching on the subway. And she, you know, she's got one picture of just three or four hands, just the fingers and, and part of the hand holding onto the railing and other people on the back reading the newspaper. And she captures them in motion. And the beauty of it is she's telling a story of a subway of people going to work that becomes Oh, I wonder where they're going. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what that. And it opens up to that conversation. And this is the thing we, we, we think again, everything needs to be big and grand. But sometimes it's those beautiful, simple things that go, oh, and you want to know. It's the curiosity yes. that is creating yes. <laughs> it. And if you haven't got curiosity, you're not living quite honestly, because exactly. that, it's the, it's that wonderment and that excitement and that reason for getting up every day. It's healthy to have that curiosity. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> That's why I do what I do, because I'm so curious. Exactly. Like- <laughs> I ask a, lot, ask a lot of questions, and sometimes, why are you asking all these questions? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I want to know something, so yeah. I have to ask the questions to get to know what I want to know or learn, or whatever it might be. Exactly.
0: Yes. And, you know, we're all better for it. Somebody feels better that somebody's taken an interest in wanting to know their story. Somebody then listens to that story and they feel better for listening to that story. That, That person then converses with somebody else about that story that then ignites another story. And it's the beautiful flow that keeps on giving.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, we could talk further. And we've got a couple more shows to do where I'm actually going to be on with you, where we will continue the conversation. Yes. <laughs> so we can continue these conversations. Absolutely. Definitely. In the meantime, somebody is either just in business or not in business. So just maybe just are very, very shy. Or, you know, like what we do have um, uh, um, quite a lot nowadays of people on the autistic spectrum. That are wonderfully gifted, incredible, beautiful people, but aren't comfortable in conversations. And so that art of conversing where they feel comfortable is also needed to be seeked out. So whom do you serve and how do they reach you and what is your process?
1: They can reach me on any of my social media platforms. It's Faye Waterman, the conversation curator. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok, now on TikTok. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel, which is Faye Waterman TV, YouTube channel. Um, Just message me and ask the question and let's have that conversation and see where it takes you.
0: And Faye, by the way, in case you don't know, it's F A Y E Waterman, W A T E R M A N, dot com, dot A U for Australia folks. So, dot com, dot A U. Don't forget that. And you can reach out to her there. Plus, she has a 30 minute conversational giveaway, which you can get her calendar and book it right from there. And also, she has her online radio show, uh, which airs on. Monday is in Australia from 2 to 4 p.m. So that will be where I am. at Pacific time is 17 hours ahead. So you'll have to work out what the time is. So I invite you to come to selfdiscoverywisdom.com and simply put in the name Faye Waterman, uh, the conversation curator, but just Faye Waterman, and her show information will all come up and how you can tap into everything and have that conversation with her. You know, maybe you don't know that you actually need to have somebody talk to you about your conversation the art of the conversation and maybe you kind of but you know i thought i was conversing all right but it doesn't seem to work what is it that you're doing wrong or not doing right or where is it that you're letting yourself down because you're not tapping into that and she's the person that can observe that and put you back on track (laughs) you can't get through life without conversation folks so you may as well learn the art of it
1: Thank you, Sarah. It's been absolutely wonderful conversation and I'm looking forward to our next couple of conversations.
0: Yes, and I look forward to being on your podcast where you then pick yeah. my brain. Oh, what brain? Yes. <laughs> it's four <four-sword> sawdust. <was. laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love the I love the whole conversation curator and the art of conversation. And that really quite honestly, every single relationship that you have, you get a feeling, you know, you feel something but how you solidify it and how you make it grow is through that conversation and knowing how to converse in a way that is authentic and not outside expectation, but it inside allowing, then you really know that you're always being truthful to you and that person's going to get your truth. And that's really what what people want to have when they have a conversation with you. They want your truth.
1: Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Look forward to seeing you again soon. And folks, remember, conversation is an art. It's not just a bunch of words just spoken out. Speak from the heart. Speak from the soul. Speak from your intent and from kindness and caring. And dare I say, self-love. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there, and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life, and we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted, and we do hope that you enjoy the next show.